Welcome to ZEOcast, six questions for industry leaders in uncrewed aerial systems, geospatial, artificial intelligence, autonomy, and the industries that support them. Brought to you by ZEO Air. I'm your host, Bronwyn Morgan. Sit back and enjoy this week's guest. Today on ZEOcast is Tani Smith. Tani started her career as a real estate agent and sales agent with a focus on increasing client satisfaction and improving productivity. While she was prepping for a home inspector exam, she discovered her passion for drones and started TS Aerial Media with the goal to build a bridge between the booming technology of drones and real estate and property management. In 2019, she left her role to promote drone tech adoption and education in a variety of industries. In addition to expanding her client base for drone services and education, she also actively supports women in drones, is a member of the San Diego FAST safety team, and supports the multiple police department drone first responder programs as the recruiting and training manager for Flying Lion, Inc. Join me in welcoming Tani Smith. Tani Smith, it is so great to have you on ZEOcast today. I've been wanting to do this for a while. It's wonderful having you with us. So many questions to get into with you today. How are you? I'm doing great, and I am super excited to be here. I know it, it's been a lot of uh, try and busy and try and busy, exactly. but I'm really excited we're here. Exactly. Well, listen, um, tell us you know, about your background, especially in real estate, um, and then how you developed your professional credentials and interest, more importantly, in, in the drone space. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's definitely, I feel, a, kind of a unique story. It's a unique bridge. Real estate is not where you see most drone professionals starting their career. Uh, My start in real estate, I got my real estate license uh, back in Wisconsin. I was a licensed sales agent at the time. Um, I was interested in learning the regulations and understanding how that worked and the whole process. But I have to admit, sales was just not the best place for <laughs> right, me. Right. Uh, and it was funny because, you know, as I was exercising and I had sales, I had clients, but it wasn't your typical drive all over to, you know, open houses mm-hmm. for you. I found myself becoming more of a consultant the more I worked with the public and the more I even worked with the franchises that I worked for. So okay. I eventually, you know, left the actual sales role behind and took on a role in professional development first for real estate sales teams, right? So I was able to take what I'd learned about regulations and then go in and work with teams that were looking to uh, achieve their goals, um, streamline their process or or have more productive, more profitable offices uh, and do so, you know, in their field. It went from that to coaching um, other types of franchise businesses. And then I eventually landed myself in property management company here in Southern California. Right. Wow. And that's where I, I had been for, for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, you know, real estate is tough. Real estate yeah, is a difficult industry. It really is. And as an industry, especially property management, you know, I'm looking at the numbers and the profit margins and it's it's a very timeless industry, but I needed something else. I needed something that was going to be a better fit for my interests and skills. And so I was like, you know what? 
I'm going to take my home inspector's exam because that's a need, right? Why right. not kind of go off and, and have a solution for this, these businesses that I'm in contact with? Mid-inspector's okay. exam, I had a revelation. You know, they're talking about carrying around a 17-foot ladder, and they said, or as an alternative, you can do the roof inspection portion with a drone. And it <laughs> hit me like a bolt of lightning. There it was, I was like, born. Yes. I was like, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. Okay. And, and I had heard of drones. I kind of knew what they did. I had never considered a drone to be a tool or a solution right. for a problem in other industries. So I pushed aside my books and pulled up on the internet everything I could find about commercial drone regulations. And here I am. <laughs> That is so fantastic. What a great story. Um, So, you know, walk us through, you know, I I saw where you've got this incredible vision of bridging drones, Mm -hmm. real estate and property management. You know, you told us a little bit about the background. What's that vision? How do you see that coming together uh, as a larger concept? It goes back to the idea of finding solutions. It's something that I enjoy and it's something that, you know, over my career and changes of of, uh, jobs, I found it that it's something I'm really good at, right? Seeing right. the big picture and then finding unique solutions for common problems in an industry. Mm-hmm. Real estate offices and property management offices consistently across the board have some of the same needs when it comes to their operations. Mm-hmm. And drones are a great fit for that. So because of my knowledge of the industry, I was able to look at it and say, well, you know, real estate offices have to do X, Y, and Z on a regular mm-hmm. basis. A drone as a tool can be used to complete those tasks more efficiently, right? More uh, effectively and, and more profitably for the company, right? As an add-on, not necessarily as a change in the business model altogether, but right. just as a better solution. So it's been a good bridge. It was an easy bridge for me because I was able to speak to the needs of the, the offices and the individuals that I was working with and help them see how drone technology was something that they needed. Wow. So, you know, I mean, are, are they, and, and they're, we're going to, I want to get into this in a little bit. I want to just kind of understand kind of how, how they're thinking about, it. but before I do that, mm-hmm. I know you've, you've also, you're doing some work with public safety as well. Mm-hmm. And so how did that come about and what are some of the highlights uh, and biggest opportunities that you see in that space? Yeah. So, you know, once you go through that process and you're in the drone industry, there are so many opportunities and working in public safety, I literally one day got a text message, right? Didn't know who it was from, didn't know. And the message was, hey, would you be interested in piloting for a drone first response team uh, in Chula Vista Police Department? And of course, you know, that kind of opportunity, I was like, who's going to say no? Right. I didn't know what that I didn't know what DFR was. I didn't know what the qualifications were, but I said absolutely yes, because, again, it's something I wanted to learn about. So that put me uh, in a position where, you know, I'm happy to say I've had an insider look at the development of DFR programs and work with some really great teams that are focused on using, again, the same technology Mm. as a solution to provide safer, a safer environment, both for the officers and for the community. So I uh, wow. currently work as the training and recruiting manager for Flying Lion, 
mm-hmm. which uh, Flying Lion is a great organization. They have worked with several police departments uh, in the country, including Chula Vista, at the development of their programs. They provide the pilot support as well as consultation for departments interested in learning how to get started. Uh, And for pilots that are looking to fly for public safety, we also have training and and an introductory program that they go through uh, to, to be able to develop their career in that area. Wow, and Chula Vista. That's an incredible uh, department and agency in terms of what they're what they're doing with drones. I mean, they're they really are pushing the envelope and uh, just you know you know showing some de- you know some demonstrative leadership in that in this area. They they really are, and they do an excellent job not only with the development of their own DFR program, but mm-hmm. also of that leadership in the industry, right? They recognize the responsibility that comes with being the first and with Mm -hmm. understanding how important it is to take the lead um, and sharing, right? The lessons that they learn, they share with other departments, they share with the community, they share with uh, other organizations and, and really contribute to the overall growth of the industry. And when you say DFR, if you could, you know, just uh, kind of share what that means so the people who may not know what that means better understand. Yeah, absolutely. So DFR, uh, it uh, stands for Drone as First Responder. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a way for public safety agencies, particularly police departments, to integrate drone technology into their first response program. So whether that be with Live 911 or just their general 911 dispatch system, um, that they're able to uh, have a drone on call for Mm -hmm. specified hours during their shifts, right? That Mm -hmm. it's an overwatch, right? Kind of a program where the drone is launched as the first responder. Mm -hmm. That drone is then able to relay information both to the dispatching office as well as to any officers that may be in route to the Mm -hmm. call. So it's providing them better situational awareness information that they otherwise wouldn't have. They're not walking into a situation where there are a lot of unknowns uh, and they're able to then have that information for uh, evidence as well. Sure makes all the you know sense in the world. It's a game changer. Um, it's it's it an is. amazing advantage for departments. It really is. So where do you see the business? You know, I'm, I'm in this space as well. And, you know, but, but where do you see the business of drone education for business going? And, you know, what kind of benefits exist and how do we get business to listen? Kind of going back to, you know, your 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 bridging of drones in, in real estate. You know, how, how do we do this and what are the benefits for them? Well, I think the education piece is mm-hmm. is the key. People don't use what they don't know. True. Uh, and, and unfortunately, as far as, you know, just community, uh, community level consumer businesses, the image that most of them have from drones is based on either a bad experience or a news story that they saw at some point in time of someone being terrorized by a drone. Mm-hmm. And there's always fear of the unknown. So when your first, you know, introduction to drones is something negative, it tends to impact um you know, your, your overall willingness to now change your idea of this technology. Now I'm going to see this as a tool, as an asset, as something that I can leverage for my business. Mm-hmm. That's where the drone community itself, I think, has to do a better job of educating and, and exposing people to having positive interactions and, and to bringing those solutions to them and being willing to work with companies uh, whether it's seminars or public events, um, I think the news is even doing a better job uh, of 
recently of presenting the positive sides uh, of the uses of drones to the community so that as Mm -hmm. people are watching, maybe it will help them to reconsider those preconceived ideas or, or change those prejudices that they have. Um, you know, from a drone being just a nuisance or a kid's toy right? to a drone being actually a solution or something that they could use uh, themselves and, and um, right. as a benefit. So the education piece in and of itself, you know, we're not just talking about those that are established businesses as well. As schools or organizations promote and support STEM right. programs uh, or tech programs, you get the younger ones involved. Help them to consider drones as a, a real career path, whether mm-hmm. it be on the programming side, the design, uh, you know, as drone operators, as um, you know, support supporting members of the drone community. Those that are developing their careers in those areas, they've got family, they've got people that they're talking to, they are then going to uh, p- propagate, right, that mm-hmm. that new drone message or, or that Go image, work. all right, mm-hmm. they're going to propagate that out to the community that that's surrounding them. So I, I think it's going to be a multifaceted um, transition, right, a, right, and a molding of people, the, the general mindset of the, pu- the public and it, it, it takes time. I mean, this is, this it is new. It's, 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 uh, there are a lot of concerns about it, you know, also really trying to understand the economic value. Um, but, it, it, but it's there. It's just mm-hmm. to your point, getting people to listen, to understand. And, and I tell people, go at a slow pace. No one's asking you to have a fleet of, you know, a thousand drones tomorrow, but it's a right. process. Um, right. So that, that your perspective, I think is, is, is spot on. And one of the questions I ask everybody uh, who comes on ZeoCast, because I find this interesting, is what do you see um, are the biggest challenges for our industry? Where, where, do you, where, are, where are our issues, our opportunities? Yeah, and I think they're one and the same, right? <laughs> Sometimes your, your biggest challenges are the biggest opportunities. Um, I think one of the biggest challenges has to do with the ever-changing regulations, Right. Or maybe the the areas of the current regulations where there are gray areas or different interpretations by different organizations and and entities. Uh It's a challenge because then how do you start developing something when there is a very good possibility that there's going to be a new regulation, you know, a year from now, two years from now, and that everything that you've invested, you now have to reinvest to reinvent. Uh Right. Um, it's a challenge, but it's also an opportunity because I think it forces everyone in the industry to look forward, right? No one has the opportunity to become complacent in the, well, how it is today. It's just going to be that way for forever and always. So it attracts, um, a forward thinking, innovative crowd to the industry, Mm -hmm. um, which is exciting. Because then everyone that's involved, right, you get to benefit from these amazing minds and amazing ideas and people that really are, you know, pushing change forward uh, mm-hmm. consistently. Uh, it trickles down and everybody benefits. True. Uh, absolutely true. Um, we've got a long way to go. We're just getting started. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot we got to get through, you know, BV loss being one, detect and avoid, remote ID, um, flying larger systems, you know, cargo, medical, mm-hmm. um, uh, delivery, inspection. Uh, there's so many different spaces where we'll see uh, drones proliferate. It's going to be interesting, but there sure is a lot we got to get through. 
with safety, you know, for me being first and foremost, and I think for most people, um, mm -hmm. and to your point earlier, you know, the public perception around, you know, my privacy. And I always tell people, <laughs> yes, I'm like, your, your right. privacy was gone a long time ago when you started using social media Cell and using phones. your phone. So <laughs> right. that is, that train left the station a long time ago. It did, it um, did. It's just that, you know, and that is one of those challenges, right? Because it's the perception, right? It's, it's the perception from within the industry, but then also the perception from outside, right? The general community it's a challenge because there's going to be resistance to the application of drone technology in all of those fields that those of us inside of the industry were like yeah this is a great opportunity and those on the outside are like no right? like <laughs> we don't want this because they're afraid of if we open up the possibility to allowing this technology to operate in our space what are we going to lose you right. know, we see the same thing in, in communities that have DFR programs, you know, that right. the police departments are working yes. with these programs, right? As these drones mm -hmm. are employed for the benefit of the public, there is still concern, right, uh, over privacy, right? Mm -hmm. People say, hey, I, I, don't want a, I don't want a police drone flying across mm -hmm. the city. Um, but it's an opportunity to educate. It's an opportunity to share the benefits and an opportunity to have everyone adjust their point of view of how the technology is being used, which ultimately mm -hmm. for me, I believe it really is an, a changing the mindset of the people using the technology. Yeah, I agree. Right? It's, a, it's a building that trust that, hey, this is being employed in a way that's ultimately going to be of benefit to you and solve some of those problems that you have. And when people are helped to understand that bridge, see where that's at, uh, the adoption uh, improves. The adoption rate improves greatly. Well, you know, based on that, what is your vision, you know, for the future of the industry? You know, and, and as you look into your crystal ball, uh, your personal one, what's your vision? And how do we get there? You know, let's say five, 10 years from now, what's your vision? What would you like to make happen? Well, you know, I'm, I'm no visionary, <laughs> but <laughs> I, being, you know, fairly new to the, the industry, right? I, I didn't have 20 years in aviation. Um, I've still been able to see a lot of forward movement um, and in some really great directions. I know what I would like to see um, in addition to changing, you know, being part of a, like a change in the, the dialogue, a change in the discussion surrounding the use of drones in general for, mm -hmm. for business. Mm -hmm. I would also like to see opportunities in the hands of more people than the, the, the majority that we see now, right, in the right. drone industry. Um, right. I work with a group, a couple of groups that are really promoting drone technology, you know, amongst girls. I think it's great, right? As everyone knows, right, commercial drone pilots, we are still by far the minority uh, in the industry. We're not talking a 30-70 split between male and female, you know, drone operators. We're still in the mm -hmm. single digits. Absolutely. That says something about who we're exposing the opportunity of, of entering into the aviation field to. Mm -hmm. um, and I believe that all of the groups are working to extend that opportunity to, you know, younger ones, to girls, to other underrepresented groups. Uh, I think as a result, we are going to see great things happening in the drone industry in the mm -hmm. future because the Absolutely. influence, the influence that those people are going to have in the industry is going to be unique. Mm 
Uh, I think they're going to have different solutions. They're going to have, you know, bring so much to the table that's going to really enrich the field um, and push it forward into the future. So it's, it's exciting. I do think as well, you know, as far as the FA, they're working hard. Uh, I think there's going to continue to be other changes and adjustments in, in the regulations in order to keep mm-hmm. everything safe. And I think one day we are going to be living what I used to see on the Jetsons. Yeah. <laughs> that we see, Woo-hoo! you know, technology just doing these things that we once thought was just a thing of, you know, cartoons and yeah. uh, futuristic concepts uh, that those concepts are, are, are going to take flight, literally. Yeah, uh, and and resolve Pun a lot intended. of the issues that we have. Pun intended, absolutely. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. So it'll be it's well, exciting. It sure is. I mean, I, I can't think of a, a a better time to have jumped into uh, this industry. So listen. Tani, those have been your six questions. We will be talking to you more. Looking forward to hearing about all the great things that you're doing. Um, I think you're the first person that I actually said woohoo um, <laughs> on, on an episode. So I, I, I agree with you. Uh, we will definitely, we are definitely in the Jetsons age. But listen, thank you so much for joining us on ZioCast today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Bronwyn. Okay. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm, bye-bye. ZioCast is a podcast dedicated to all things uncrewed, geospatial, AI, and autonomous. Only six questions per guest, so you get the essence of their wisdom. Brought to you by ZioAir, an outsourced AI-based drone services, data analytics, and autonomous platform for critical infrastructure, civil infrastructure, catastrophe and disaster, and climate observation. Visit us at www.zioair.com. Thank you.